Well, everybody, it's here. The final episode of Ornator Extraordinary with Ben and Steve. Steve will still continue on. In whatever. Yeah, in whatever that looks like. Whatever. Yeah. How many times have I heard that line? Oh, Ben, you getting off now? You're going to be done because you're extraordinary now? Oh, my God. There are many people that say things, and it's like, yeah, you're just an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Type the fuck down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've arrived. You're now extraordinary. You're ordinary, and then now you're extraordinary. I'm like, you know what? It's a journey, right? It's a journey. So today we had three scenarios, questions, emails, whatever you want to call them, that had been presented to me, and I'd presented them to Ben and we both Through advised on them. Yeah. yeah. It was and fun. It was a good final episode. It was different. Yeah. It's, and uh, again, I thanked Stephen after this, but thank you. It's been fun. Thank you, listeners. Until yep. the next time. Let's get to the episode. Until the next time, let's get to the episode. <laughs> There's a new line. Are you finished burping into the microphone, Ben? Probably not. That was delightful. I hadn't even pressed record yet. Oh, now you're blowing it at me. <laughs> nah, it's a good thing I still could own my smell or taste. It's, uh, it's peanuts. I felt the warmth, though. I felt the warmth as you blew your burp <laughs> in this direction. I felt the warmth. <laughs> um, oh, well, can, folks. Can I tell you something before we sure. get into it? Um, I had a pretty terrible buying experience from a local car dealership. I haven't bought a car yet, by the way. Oh, well, But I'm what? shopping. Um, you know the kinds of cars I like. Mm-hmm. Two brands, right? Mm-hmm. I know exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. Trim line, everything. Either you have it or you don't. Reached out, emailing with one guy. Hey, here's what I want. Do you have it? Yep, we've got one. He gets in touch with me. says, look, we sold that one, but... The new models will be available early October, mid-October. Do you want to talk about piecing out and maybe packaging a new car? And I've always said I wouldn't buy a new car or buy gently used. Yeah. But the market just now, buying gently used isn't it's saving you. Same anything. as buying new. Yeah. So it's like, okay, not going to do that. I might as well get new. So I'm like, okay, I made an appointment with this guy. <clears throat> Go in and I show up. And that guy's not there for whatever reason. I don't hmm. know if he called in sick or whatever. And... The guy at the front says, hey, I think he passed you on to some other dude. Let me go and check with him. Do you want to come with me? Sure. Yeah. So I think I'm coming in to piece out a brand new car. Here's a spec, trim line, all the shit I want. Piece out? Once like, you have, what do you mean? So brand new car, you get to add extras. And yeah, pick it basically out. Basically yeah. build it, right? Um, <laughs> he... Uh, takes me into this guy this guy's going well i'm doing testing it's on my calendar but i didn't know it was there so i end um, up with the rookie and the rookie sits down and gets his bit of paper out and he goes he starts asking me all these questions right and i'm like look i know what i want i want this model this trim i want these options end of story do you, are you going to be able to build it for me and get it here uh let me go ask my boss i said stop right there I said, if he's who I need to talk to, you get his ass over here and sit him down in front of me and I'll talk to him or I'll go over there. This back and forward shit isn't going to fly. And he's a new kid, right? So he's like uh, terrified. He's like, but um, I need to see what's available and where they're available. I was like, look, there's 43 of them available. 
I've looked online. I can tell you how many of that trim and that spec are available <laughs> in the state. <clears throat> and he's like, um, yeah, but we want to do it from an auto nation. I was like, no, you can get it from any Volkswagen dealership. I know how this shit works. And he's just terrified looking at me, right? And I'm like, look, if you need to go to him right now, I'm going to get up and walk out of here. And you've lost my sale. And he's like, well, I'd, uh, and I said, all right, I'll see you later. I just got up and walked out. Jeez, so, Mr. Meanie Poo over I'm there. I'm not being mean. I'm just not going to do that traditional bullshit car buying shit. Like, I told you what I want. I told you what I want you to build for me and get here. You can do it or you can't. And none of this back and forward bullshit with some guy sitting over there in the fucking corner that I can see you going to. Like, <laughs> just sitting sit, there waving. Yeah. Either uh, I go over hi. there to him or he comes over here to me, but let's cut out the bullshit. <laughs> So I've since talked to two dealerships and laid out that scenario and said if they treat me like that, I'm talking to one in Seattle, I'm talking to one in Kalispell. So, yeah. Car buying should not be what car buying is. It needs to be changed. The whole industry needs changed. So I hope uh, uh, Cindy and... Um, um, Kristen and Shane, you mean? Yeah, Kristen and Shane. Where I'm getting the wrong Wendell. Yep, wrong yeah. Wendell, yeah. I hope Kristen and Shane are listening. <laughs> but unfortunately, they don't have the brands that I want. No, they do not. Yeah. You might be able to find you a used one. Yeah. But you want a specific, like, S-Line or R-Line or something, it's don't you? It's SEL Premium R-Line, yeah. yeah. Are you still going for the Volkswagen? I've been looking at Audi as That's well. That's what I was going to I know the brands. I know those you. And we just called out because there's only one dealer in Spokane. Oh, well. We just called out who it is. Um, but, yeah... I just the Audi, Audi. <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> Pop was walking, and we were after we got done playing nine holes, and he was talking about. He goes, "I saw this really cool Audi." <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> yeah. It's Audi. How did you shoot yesterday? Oh, terrible! Did you text with him? No. No, I did terrible. What did you shoot? <laughs> Fifty-eight. Oh shit! Yeah, that's not so good. No, it was bad. At Kalispell? Yeah. Nice. I started to, my back started stiffening up after a few holes. I was like, "Welcome to my world." Well, when I don't walk, I'm okay. But when I'm walking and doing it, it just gets. I mean, and I usually take in a leave, you know, mm-hmm. before, and then I'm okay, for, you know. But it, yeah, it's like you start to get so stiff, and then your swings like <clears throat> you're like chopping and stuff, and it's just not good. That's why I won't ride a golf cart when I play golf now. I'll only walk. No, I have because to. Because I won't stiffen up if I walk. See, and that's the same with him, and I stiffen up if I walk. Mm-hmm. All right. Ben, this may be your last podcast for a little bit. It is, yeah. Just giving At least everybody. our last officials, you know, regimented one. I'm just giving everybody some time to cry and wipe tears and snot away. <sighs> I know. Um, it's, it's and we're going to have some fun. In the arms of an angel. We Ghost like Sarah McLaughlin. Dear God. Fly away from here. I'm sorry the Ben's singing to you guys. <laughs> Anybody that was upset is now. They're like, oh, never mind. We're yeah, good. Psych. We're good. Um, so I have three scenarios that I think I've cleaned for the most part and taken names and going to be completely anonymous. These are advice scenarios that I have been given that honestly I've responded to them all and I'll tell you how i responded and then i'm curious what your advice would be if it differs from mine so i think that's that's what we'll do is i'll read it off maybe you give an opinion then i give the opinions that i gave um and then 
have a discussion about it and maybe have a better solution based on both of our insights. Likely. (laughs) (laughs) Modest. I like it. All right. So you get anything you want to say before we get get into this? Well, it being the last official one, just uh, in case you don't actually listen to the entirety of the podcast... Um, and you don't hear me say thanks for being a listener over the last two and a half years. Uh, thanks for being a listener over the last two and a half years. It's been fun. Excited to see what uh, Stephen does with it in the future. And uh, thank you, Stephen, for putting up with it for two and a half years and doing most of the leg work <laughs> in terms of recording and editing and all that fun stuff. So, Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Not, not, not goodbye, but, uh, you know, see you later. This has been a weekly therapy session. It's going to continue to be a weekly therapy session. Um, can I tell you what I'm most excited about? Sure, you can tell me. Yeah. Recording in the morning instead of recording in the <laughs> afternoon. Just cognitively. Mm. And we're recording in the morning today. Um, but recording in the afternoon sucks for me. Yeah. Like I reach a point where... Well, this is early afternoon I'd, usually. I mean, yeah. we're not too far. But I've been there. By 2.30, I've been awake since 4 a.m. And I'm just like, ugh. Have I got this in me? Sluggish. I'm looking forward to doing it in the morning, Good. getting it out of the way, and um, I'm still not sure what I'm going to do with the frequency, if it's going to stay weekly or get a little bit more or a little bit less or whatever, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to play with it. Um, all right. Scenario number one. Ben had not, he's still not seen one of these scenarios. Um but well, just two minutes ago, he did look at two of them. Got to read, the, yeah, two of them. Yeah. So, and the only reason being one of them is kind of investment advice, but it's more like high level stuff. And yeah, yeah. So I think Some my advice might be a little different from his. And let's preface this with saying that anything Ben says is hypothetical <laughs> when it comes to investments. Do on not miss, yeah. Do not misconstrue anything that I say as individual advice that should be taken for a mass audience. Yeah. So just liquidate everything by crypto. There you go. Nope, don't I'm do that. Kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Don't, don't. <laughs> help, 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 help. Dogecoin, I think. Here comes the That's SEC. The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can hear the knocks already. Uh, is it's Mr. Clune here? because I can say what I want and just watch you squirm. <laughs> I'm just like, That's not my advice. Yeah, it's not my advice. <laughs> All right. Scenario number one. So I'm going to read these as they were presented to me. Um the third one is a little bit long-winded and there's a this job, one I had there's a job description involved in it. Oh, oy vey. Plus advice, oy plus vey, some other vey. things. Okay. So, all right. Number one. And I'm reading, so now you get to see if I'm a Actually, I didn't even read the first one, so. Okay. After graduating. No, I did. That's a lie. I started okay. a commission-based sales role. Year one, I had a small base with commission on top, and in year two... The base safety net was removed and I had to either live off of what I generated or move on. I'm proud of the fact I've greatly exceeded company minimums every quarter. I'm in my fourth year at the company and when we went remote during COVID, my production actually increased. Now that things are somewhat getting back to normal, my direct manager wants us all back in the office working traditional office hours 8.30 to 4.30 with a one hour lunch and a break in the morning and one in the afternoon. He is early to mid fifties and really hasn't embraced the remote work ethos that our company offers throughout the country. Corporate leaves it up to regional management to decide if remote work is appropriate. I've tried to talk to him about my numbers increasing and pointed out that I tend to work earlier than 8.30 
and my numbers are the best in the region, um, remote or in office. I'll still post great numbers. Or sorry, my numbers are the best in the region and remote or in office, I'll still post great numbers. My question is how should I approach this issue of wanting autonomy to work remotely and still post high sales numbers without potential repercussions from my regional manager who is set in his ways and has shown he is unwilling to accommodate anything other than the old-fashioned approach. So I take it that the when they had the conversation about their numbers increasing during COVID and working remotely, that the manager's response was not that you can work remotely, continue to do so. But it does sound in the question also like there is still some ambiguity into whether or not they get to work remotely or in the office. No, so when I talked to him about this, um, he said, because they leave it up to regional management, he said on the coast, so California, New York, uh, they've got offices in Florida, Texas, mm-hmm. a bunch of different places. Yeah, nationally. He said most of his colleagues have been told, hey, if you want to work remote, as long as your numbers are good, you can work remote. Yeah. But this guy in the Spokane office is adamant that they're going to come in and they're going to be there and he wants to see everything they're doing. Um this guy plays golf. This guy does business the way I do business. Lots of networking, lots mm-hmm. of referrals. Um, and it's a sales role. Um, and honestly, he thrived during COVID. His numbers went up. What type of business? What type of sales? Um, software. Okay. So he um, wants to do what he was doing through COVID. And the company allows it. But they also in other give, locations. They also give the yeah. regional management. He's obviously had one, maybe two discussions with him. This was only a couple of months ago, and I know nothing's changed. He's still expected in the office. Um, but yeah, so let me start with the advice I gave him. I said, look, first thing is you have to go and have another talk regionally with him, and let him know, hey, New York, California, wherever they are. Other people in my position are able to work remotely. My numbers when I work remotely are as good or better. I would like to do that. I would like you to know that if you're not willing to take a serious look at this, I'm going to either seek employment elsewhere in the same field, so I'm going to go work for one of our competitors, or I'm going to go above your head and I'm going to ask for dispensation to work remotely because... And he did say there was some stuff with the environment as well that it's kind of micromanaging. The guy has meetings that are not helpful to him, Um, whereas when it was remote, he could multitask or he could, you know, you know how it is in the corporate world. People think they're important. Well, and some people need that structure, you know, and some people don't need that structure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would have somewhat similar advice to where, you know, I don't know if I'd come in and tell him you're going to go over his head initially because that will put him on guard. But I think what I would say is, like, here was the practices that I was implementing when I was working the 8.30 to 4.30 when I was needed to be in the office prior to COVID, right? Our numbers were okay. They were good. Like, we were hitting the minimums. You notice my numbers increased during the time of COVID. And here's the things that I altered during that time, you know. And I I, I think it's uh, across the board, many industries that we've seen an increase in productivity because people were forced out of the norm, right? Mm-hmm. They were forced to implement new strategies and new tactics to, inc- uh, uh, to stay alive. And a lot of times, 
that was positive, right? Because it broke the norm. And so I was able to break the norm of what I was traditionally doing and increase my numbers. Like, I'd like to stick with that model. It's been a model that's worked for me. I, you take a look at my numbers. Uh, and I've been happier with it. Like, it gives me a better balance. I feel like a better well-rounded person. And I'd like to stick with that model of, of working remotely and increasing my numbers is in a healthy way. Like, is that okay with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it depends on how you pose it, right? And if they're like, no, I need you in the office. But like... You know, I'm, I'm, I, I am going to have a hard time with that, and I don't know if it's something that I'm going to continue to want to do then. Yeah. Just be like, you know, life changes, different circumstances change, and just so you're aware, I, I, I might be looking elsewhere and leave it at that because yeah. then he could come back and say, like, well, I certainly don't want you to do that. Like, let me see if I can divide it. Maybe, maybe can you be in from, you know, 10 to 2 or something like that or whatever, like some hybrid model of sorts. That's it. And maybe they like that, maybe they don't. Yeah, splitting the day I don't think would work. And and I talk from, obviously, total autonomy. Don't think I could ever go back to a corporate structure where it was like, hey, you're available here to here. No, you can't go play golf on a Wednesday, whatever it is. Um, so I'm somewhat privileged in that regard, and I, I, I appreciate and respect that when I give this advice. Um, for him, what I told him was, look, first things first. If you're on a salary, I think it gives a company more scope to tell you, hey, you have to be here. Totally. You literally eat what you kill. Yeah. You get paid commission based on the sales you make, and it's project-based, so it's not There was a period there. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) not even regionally based per se. He has East Coast clients, which is why he works very early. He's like me. He's up 5.30 on calls at 7.00. So, I mean, he's working for an hour and a half when he works remotely before anybody's even expected to be in the office and do the half-hour bullshit dance at the water cooler and all mm-hmm. that stuff, you know? Um, so there's a reason he's more productive. And he works less when he's remote. He, he admitted that to me when we talked on the phone. He works less, but he gets more done. And yeah. it's not because he's not working when he's in the office it's just in the office there's other things going on people distract you people need things they come to your desk as opposed to shooting you an email or making a phone call that you can choose to get to later or whatever. well and do you wonder if the manager feels like they need to demonstrate their worth and it, if they don't have the people in there it might be harder to like garner loyalty to them as a manager i think there might be a piece of that I like think some it's insecurity just, in, I think on the mostly, manager's part or what but i think He's very old-fashioned is where I was going with this. The manager? An old-fashioned in the sense that... <laughs> that is so 2019. Well, not even 2019. <laughs> I'm talking... Uh, he's, he's in his early to mid-50s, I yeah. think he said, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, back in the day, you were expected to go to work. I mean, that's yeah. where the, that's the term, right? I'm going to work. Our work environment <clears> has changed. The workforce and now, has changed. I don't say I'm going to work. I just say I'm working. And I'm working wherever I am, usually. So I just think that's the mindset that he, maybe from a supervisory standpoint as well, he feels that people are successful because of him. There might be some ego involved there, plus just an old-fashioned attitude of you come to this brick-and-mortar building and do what you do, and then you go home. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. So it's interesting that, that our advice was uh, somewhat similar. Yeah. Um, and my, my well, and I think at the end of the day, like this guy's going to have to then decide 
truly like am i okay going back into an 830 or do i want to go find something else and it might be that enough people ask because yeah. they could i mean the other thing is like you might go consult some of your colleagues and say like hey like did you did, did you have anything like did, what happened with your numbers when you were working from did you enjoy working from home maybe having a hybrid model like was that something and then say like hey chat with a few of the colleagues and we'd really like to have this model like it was productive our numbers stayed solid or went up to your point like yeah hit it and like because right power in numbers i mean if the guy's got like mm-hmm. you know i don't know how many people are in his office but we'll say there's 10 people in the office you know and six five of them are sales so like he's got all five of his sales people coming in saying um this model really worked for us we were we, we like that autonomy we really like to have that can we please have that and if he's like what's he gonna tell all five of his sales people no yeah like, well, he's he's um he's ten years younger than me, so yeah, you guys, I think some salesman. of that is also I think there's an intimidation factor where he doesn't quite know if he can. Okay. Go and talk to his manager. Talk to, and 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 push the push the boundaries a little bit, but I would think of uh, when we had Kunal Kunal Chopra Kunal Chopra in here. I could get that out. <laughs> you know, he talked about the fact that even before COVID. Um, NG, uh, what are they? Now? God, you're. Really <laughs> I'm just gonna let you struggle. This is fun. Um, Caspian, Caspian, <laughs> we couldn't get it. Um, Caspian were fully remote, and they embraced it. They had the option of people and doing project it. Yeah. based, yeah, yeah. Where people and they have he an said sometimes people come in, sometimes people don't. Um, but yeah. what we're looking at is the body of work as a whole, and I just think it's such a healthier, holistic approach to. You, you touched on this mental health even yeah like when people are happy and healthy and well honestly sometimes like jake and i were talking about the other day uh and i've always been okay to some degree with this but struggle with like i should just go to the office i need to go to the office right but mm-hmm. on days where we have all virtual meetings like yeah. I, everything in my world is you know cloud-based with a lot of security measures but cloud-based so it's like i bring my laptop I can work from anywhere. If I got my laptop and my cell phone, so I can stay at home and I can crank out Zoom meetings all day if needed. Mm-hmm. You know, and then during the middle of it, go for a walk. You know, if your kids are home, like go play with the kids for half an hour or whatever, right? And you have that. Just removing yourself, I think, sometimes from the office is positive too. Like even internally, I'll leave my office and I'll go sit out in kind of the waiting area on one of the couches and answer emails or strategize out there. Just because it's like changing your environment, I think is what really people enjoy mm-hmm. novelty i just had that conversation is. with someone the other day they uh they know i do a lot of virtual zoom meetings and mm-hmm. such it's weird that zoom's become a word that you use despite the fact that it's not actually zoom I use. <laughs> we actually use zoom um, <laughs> it's become a verb right um so they asked like how do you do it like i was on I was on screen for four hours today studying and doing my thing. You're going cross-eyed. And and I told him, I was like, I schedule time, even if it's just five or ten minutes, where I get up and walk to get coffee, walk to get water, um, you know, go outside for just a few minutes, refresh, get some vitamin D. (laughs) Vitamin? Um, Yeah, vitamin. That's how you say it. It's not vitamin. Vitamin. Um, Yeah, so I, I build time in. I build gaps in between calls so that I can get up and stretch my legs and I'm not just staring at the screen back to back to back to back Um, and it needs to be more than just walking to the bathroom and peeing and then coming back 
I um, agree. Hopefully you're washing your hands in between that as well. Definitely should be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you just five to ten minutes, stretch your legs, get away from the spot that you're taking these calls and, and doing what you do, and then... Cool. So next one. You want? Oh, you won the next one already? This is a good one. This is the investment one. Dun, 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 dun. Um, little, uh, this is a kid I used to coach. I think I told you that. So... Read it, and then I'll ask for some con- further context, probably. Okay. I wondered if you could help me with advice about buying a house and investing. Since you helped me negotiate my salary and benefits package, I'm earning more than I've ever earned before. $90,000 per year. Um, I can service my student loans, cover all my monthly expenditures, and I have what I consider to be a lot left over each month. My dad and you have always talked about investing, and I know my money can earn more for me. I have a few questions. Should we buy a house now or wait? And he's married, by the way, recently. In the Hence last the we. Yeah. Um, we're not sure where we want to live long term, so buying a house may not be the best <clears> option <throat> right now. But I always heard it's a good way to build wealth by owning your home. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm pretty clueless about the stock market. I've opted into the company 401k plan and they match up to 5%. I started with 5% because that's what they match. Is this enough and should I also be looking at non-company sponsored options? So, context. How old? I coached the kid, mid-twenties. Mid-twenties. Twenty-six. Wife from here or from somewhere else? Wife from middle of the state. Middle of the state, so Washington though. Yeah. Her family's still in the middle of the state? Yes. His family's here? Yes. They're living in Spokane? They're living in the middle of the state. Oh, they are. Okay. Um, the company works for is... Um, is it remote or is it... It's remote. So yeah. he could move and keep his job? He can go wherever, yeah. Okay. Opposite from the previous guy. Okay. Um, he is in the tech space. Can't say exactly what he does because there's limitations on what he's allowed to share as well um ceiling on his uh income 150 um bonuses in the 90s the base there's bonuses and all the other stuff as well so it's a really good package wife work um wife does work wife is in the medical industry um earner or yeah nurse all right okay um nurse hoping to be a nurse practitioner which bumps good yeah come up significantly so for a mid-20s couple they're earning good money Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know probably mid hundreds yeah they should be saving for sure Um, and they are which is why he's asking hey i've got all this money left over at the end it sounds like they're not necessarily saving that they just have cash left over now well by saving i mean that's what they're doing they're putting it in they're just not spending it yeah Yeah. they're not spending it yeah i guess they have not Um, so I'm trying to think of what other context I can give, but they're they're way ahead no, of that's where good, I mean, that's most mid twenties are. Maybe they both have some student loans, but it's not. It's super serviceable. I think he said that. Yep. Um, and, and so are they? Th- I mean, they're they're renting a place now. They have the cost of rent. I'm assuming. Yes. They're not like living with family or anything like that. So, let me tell you the advice I gave them. Okay. And then I'm curious what you would advise hypothetically. Probably different. <laughs> little bit different yeah. so you know i'm not huge on owner home ownership mm-hmm. and uh especially when they said they don't know where they want to live long term yeah 
Um, in a hot market, you don't know that it's going to stay hot. I don't know that buying a home for them to maybe turn it around in a year or two and go somewhere else in the country and potentially take a loss is a good place to be. Um, not that the, the market will necessarily tank, it's just this is a hot market. Um, you know, based on the fact that they've just started earning good money um, and knowing what a starter home might cost, I don't know that they necessarily have the 20% down. Yeah. Um, so I said, look, rent for a year or two, figure out where you want to be. You don't have to own a home. Plus, home ownership in terms of building wealth is a long goal. It's a long game. Mm-hmm. It's not a, I need to own a home because then I'm considered wealthy within a year or two kind of thing, right? Yeah, you can build some equity in it, whatever. Um, but for me, home ownership for wealth is more of a 15 to 20 year game plan as opposed to we don't know where we want to be. We may end up somewhere else. Yeah. So that was that was what I said on the home stuff. If you if it's not broken, don't fix it right now. If Unless you guys want the extra headaches of lawn care and the additional expenses and stuff that go with it, probably not the time to buy a home in a hot market. Um, what you want to do is figure out exactly where you want to be for a longer term and buy a home there. That was my advice on the home buying. In terms of the investing, I'm fine with a 401k match. I don't know that I would put much more than 5% in. Um, I told him that you should speak to an advisor, by the way. Okay. Um, by the way. He's got two or three friends that do it. Otherwise, Sweet. I may have referred him here. Oh, that's good. Um, so I told him to speak to an advisor as well, not just take my advice. Um, personally, I'm a, I'm going to put in what you match, and the rest is going to be in ETFs, mutual funds. Um, same shit that you're in with 401k, but I want to be retired before I'm 59 and a half. So I don't want to wait till I'm 59 and a half to get to my ETFs and my mutual funds and pay a big penalty on them. Um, and in terms of... Um, yeah, I just want it available to me before 59. So told him um, with investments that he needs to be educated on it. He needs to work with somebody or someone who knows what they're doing and can give him advice based on what his risk tolerances are. Um, and that just putting it in a savings account is one way to save, but it's not necessarily how you're going to grow your money. Mm-hmm. So I talked to him essentially about the Dave Ramsey method that said you don't have to do it religiously. You can have credit cards. You can do the things that are going to build credit so that you can buy a home down the line easier and not do everything where it's a, a fully underwritten mortgage yeah. based on yeah. his method. But I did say, look, he talks about uh, mutual funds, like you're going to get 10 to 12% every year. Mm. That's probably not the case. <laughs> there will be years you see Cocoa that. For Cocoa Puffs. But there's also years that it will be less than that. But the average, the median, even if you factor in 7 to 9%, that's that you're doing good. Um, I told him to start budgeting. Like, don't have money left over and just wonder what the hell am I going to do with this. Put a name on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I th- People, some people do this the old-fashioned way with envelopes. I just do yeah. it with bank accounts. I have multiple sub-checking accounts, um, even if it's just fun. So 
and then he said but what what about months that i earn more with bonuses and stuff and i said that's why we do it percentage based so you know you can always you can always trim the fat off the top and say hey i'm not putting all of that i normally put five percent of my income into my fun account i'm not going to put 20 grand into my fun account this month because i got a bonus <laughs> i'm going to make that five percent it comes out to 20 yeah. grand that'd be a big yeah that's well, a big paycheck yeah I, I was just talking in generalities with them i'm like you know you make adjustments if your fun account feels like it's getting too much maybe you trim the fat off the top and move that to the investment account the whatever it is that you're going to do with it um but i told them budgeting is important um and that they have to do it collectively because i did point out that he started off with I and changed to we halfway through and it should be we the whole way through like hey we're doing this we're doing that well he was talking about his earnings yeah but yeah well his earnings are his wife's earnings are married yeah but that's <laughs> yeah not how people talk <laughs> but that was my high level advice to him mostly I'm not an expert speak to somebody that is here's what I do if you if you give a shit mm-hmm. um but I'm also I feel like I'm anti-homeownership for me. Yeah, you're weird. Eventually I'll own a home, <laughs> I think, somewhere. Well, let's be re- re- also, like you've always said that like you think buying a home is for married couples. I think it's a, I think it's a couple things. So you, you, yeah. you don't necessarily believe in it for a single person, which is fine. Everybody has their own beliefs on it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my advice on both, on a couple of things, would probably be different than yours. Um, so we'll, we'll t- kind of tackle it in the same order Stephen did. As far as... Uh, from a housing standpoint, I mean, yeah, it's very unlikely they will be in the same home that they're in now, <laughs> 10 years from now, right? That, that, that they buy and they're in that same home. I think it's unlikely they'll be where they're at in two years. And that. So that being said, I don't know where they're at. I don't know what the market is in that particular city um, or how big that city is, for one, even so. But I would say this. If they... Uh, if they were in a city that could sustain a rental, I would look at a duplex if I was them. I would say, hey, I'm going to go look at a duplex. It's like we'd like to be in the real estate game. We'd like to have something that we own that we feel if we did any improvements to it that we could get our money back. And I would, I'd go look for a duplex. Because um, then later on, you'd have two units that you could rent out after you leave that town if you decide to leave, right? And then you got cash flow. So the and. If it's under four units, you can still get non-commercial rates. You can still get personal rates if you're going to occupy, but you need to have the intent of occupying the property. So you get a lower interest rate, um, and you don't have to put 20% down like you do on a commercial property, right? If a rental. Rental, you have to have 20% down. If it's multi-unit, potentially 25% or more down. So you can get into it for a lower down. You're going to have a lower... uh, rate that they're going to charge you on the mortgage and you have somebody else helping contribute to paying down that mortgage, right? So I'll be mitigating some of that cash flow risk. That's what I would say on the rental front. Then when they decided to move or on the housing front, if they decided to move, they could keep it. They have two units they can rent out. That cash flow from that, you know, over a long period of time could help with retirement, could help fund other accounts, could help pay for the down payment on another house, I would use the cash flow I get from the rentals, put it into a separate savings account. Uh, and in fact, this is what I do <laughs> for my own rental. Put it into a separate savings account, build up a reserve in the event of tree falls through the roof, utilize that, right? That's not money. That's not fun money. That's not, you know, I lose my job money and I got three months, six months to cover money. That's rental house coverage money, right? But So that's probably what I would do on the house front. 
then you get appreciation on leverage versus the Dave Ramsey method of just purchasing a house with cash, which is, I think, kind of unrealistic he when you're young. purchase a house with cash. He gets it paid off. Yeah. But he, he, he believes in mortgages. But um, the 401k front. So here's the kind of the, the order to which I would say people utilize accounts. For one, 401ks are going to be their cheapest option probably, right? Because if they go with a broker, they go with an advisor, they're going to either pay 5% brokerage commission to get into it, give or take. That's not 100% certain. Or they're going to pay an advisor 1% or more, maybe 1.5% because it's a small account. Some of them charge more than that, which is crazy. But different different uh, podcast. So uh, in, in the generic advice I give people, save 10 to 20% of your gross income over a 30-year period of time to be in the ballpark for retirement. If you're young and you can save more, save more. That just means you reach the point of financial independence earlier, right? And if you're saving 20% of your income, you're going to be on track for retirement, potentially, depending on what the market does, depending on if you rob from your accounts or depending on what your match is, earlier than 30 years, right? And who doesn't want to be financially independent early on? Like, heck yeah, man, I want to have money early on. Uh, so save more if you can. But if we're talking about the 401k, and I would say, well, does the 401k have a Roth option or is it only pre-tax? Because if it's only pre-tax, then maybe, yes, just utilize the the 5% match, get your 100% you know, return on your money, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then do the Roth and contribute yeah. to a Roth account if you're young like that. Because he's not making enough money, in my opinion, at least. Not yet. Yeah, to say, hey, don't do the Roth. Take the tax deduction. Yeah. And he's What's too young. What's the limit on Roths now annually again? They're a married couple. It's like around 203000 in combined yeah. AGI that you phase out. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, they might get there. If he, she's a nurse working and, you know, he's making the 100 150 or whatever, then mm-hmm. they'll they, they get there. But that's indexed for inflation over time as well. So th- that gets raised up. But, I mean, I'd look at the Roth. And then if they're maxing out their Roths, they can each do 6000 into their Roths. Then I'd look at just a general brokerage account like you've talked about. The thing about your 59 and a half rule, right? So we'll say you reach financial independence at 50 and you're like, hey, I want to be done at 50. Uh, you can get at retirement accounts. So, I mean, you can there, – there, there's the rule of 72T, which allows you to take uh, – the same amount of distributions over the your life expectancy, and you can do that before 59 and a half, get around penalty. You can get at principal and Roth without penalty. Uh, lots of ways around that, but it just takes knowing them. I just want it all. <laughs> I want access to all of it before 59 and a half. Well, you're giving up gains. Mama, yeah. If I die at 58 What are you, J.G. Wentworth? If I die It's my money and I want it now. If I die at... No, I'm not borrowing against (laughs) it, Jesus. Yeah, let's get a high interest loan so that I can not have a retirement. That's not (laughs) what it is. (laughs) That's not what those are. Um, Um, But, so that's probably what I would do on the investment front. Yeah. And what was the second, the third kind of component you were talking about? Um, You hit everything. Did I? Okay. Yeah. I think the important thing is they're mid-20s. They're earning good money. And Save. They're thinking about it, which is... Yeah. Save into something. And I would say the other thing is don't utilize credit cards. Pay it off every month if you're going to utilize a credit card. Yeah, they right? do. Yeah, pay it off every month. That's fine. Build credit. I do that too. But I have it set to auto pay, so it pays it off every month. 
doesn't matter if it's got three thousand or ten thousand on the card like it gets paid off every month and uh have three to six months of emergency reserves in your savings account, liquid, accessible, easy to pull in the yeah. event you got a medical issue I or you lose your way. job. Yep. And then I would say anytime we'll say three to six months for you is, you know, 5,000 a month is your expenses. So you got mm-hmm. 15 grand, we'll just say. And it, I say three to six months because it just depends on what you're comfortable with. If it gets to 25, you're like, oh man, it got up there. We don't need 25. We want 15. Take 10,000, do a one-time push into your investment account, just your general brokerage account, which is essentially a savings account invested in the stock market. Should be thought of as long-term money because it's invested. All, all invested money should be thought of as long-term money, though you can get at it except in the crypto. event. Except crypto. <laughs> <laughs> but so it should be thought of as long-term money. Right, unless it's specifically stated otherwise, and in, in some there are certain investments that are meant for shorter terms. So, yeah, but All no, right. I, yeah, I love this, talking about this stuff. It's my job. Random, random side question. Random side question. What's your What's your take on cryptocurrency? That's not fair to ask <laughs> on the last freaking episode. <laughs> I don't know about enough about it. Yeah. I will say this: to have an educated answer, I will say. Um, it's an intriguing thought. Uh, I personally do not own any of it. Um, and I personally don't own any of it because I don't fully understand it. And uh, I don't know what's backing it other than the I- concept of worth. Nothing. Right? And so the concept of worth, I mean, there's no, there's no income, right? Like a company, I invest in a company. A company has income be it lower or higher depending on where they're at and i can get dividends cash distributions depending on what like so like that's the part for me it's like so we've created this this thing and people deem it worthy so i don't know it's intriguing it's interesting sweet i'm glad people are making money that's cool i hope they don't bet everything on it but Mm -hmm. you know yeah no, th- my thing with crypto is exactly what you said there. Like the fact that nothing backs it, the fact that for all intents and purposes it's whimsical, and that it can the, the entire worth of it can be wiped out in a day with no tangible asset left at the end of it. You know, and I look at even if I own a stock for a company that essentially goes bankrupt there's still something there that I can sell or, you know, they have tangible assets that can be liquidated at some point to generate something, right? Whereas cryptocurrency is a concept more than it is something tangible. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is fine. A lot of things start as concepts and you invest in concepts. Yeah. Right? I mean, even Tesla, for example. Like, I mean, it's a company, so people, I mean, a little bit more, there is some revenues. It's not necessarily profitable. The mm-hmm. financial metrics for investing in it uh, could be argued that they don't totally make sense. <laughs> but people invest in it yeah, because I mean, of the IP and the idea and the concept. I think, obviously, blockchain is the technology behind it. Yeah. And I, th- I do see practical applications for blockchain. You know, we're seeing it in NFTs just now, although NFTs to me are like, Okay, like how in the Non-fungible hell is... Fungible tokens. So I'm buying a basketball card, but it's an electronic basketball card, but... I Did you hear about the invisible painting that sold? Whatever it is, yeah. 
it's, like for how much like a seven figures i think or something crazy mm-hmm. like the artist it's an invisible painting yeah. <laughs> and I you just, got a million dollars like here here's this invisible painting and somebody paid for the invisible painting but what, what i will say is that the worth of something isn't defined by me or you no it's defined it's, by demand and there's demand for all different kinds of nfts which is crazy you know i see people taking a shit on the people that buy baseball cards now and collect things and it's like hey if they're valuable the value of something is based on the Dude, market. records right records yeah. have gone up yeah like there's a hot market for records Vinyl pokemon cards where pokemon cards come back the resurgence of pokemon cards yeah but again it's not on me or you to say whether that's worthwhile or not it's just like hey we're not going to invest in it because i don't know enough about pokemon well and it's all i know is pikachu <laughs> Pikachu! <laughs> There's a lot of different things that you can invest in. I think pick, you know, be diversified and pick a lane, you know? Yeah, and maybe something that you're interested in is more fun. Yeah. To, you know, I like f- financial technology. I like gambling. I like those kinds of things and stocks to get ga- to gamble on. <laughs> so, all right, so this one, I am going to the read. The final scenario. I'm not going to give names or anything. I think I've cleaned this. I'm going to give... So, I'll start with the first email. And it said, I'm curious what you think of this. Credit Union is looking for a purpose-driven... This is a job advert, by the way. Um, Credit Union is looking for a purpose-driven individual to join our creative community. Um, as, as a... And I scrubbed it because it would give away... As a title. Yeah. Um... If you are someone who enjoys thinking outside the box, working in an environment that puts people first and has a passion for serving others, you will be a perfect fit. We strive every day to be the best place to work on the planet. Our goal is to serve and support our team in all aspects of their life. This commitment produces our creative community culture. We embrace what makes us different. We honor everyone's journey and welcome new ideas. We're a place where your story matters. Becoming is better than being. Growth happens when we try new things and don't allow the fear of failure to hold us back. Don't throw up over there, by the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> curiosity. Did you look at my face or something? <laughs> curiosity is welcomed. We don't ask, can we? Rather, how can we? Okay. Serves. Uh. We believe that our level of success is directly proportional to how many lives we touch. <laughs> Did they just go pick every like Hold buzzword on. thing? Like what the fun f- is who we are. We are a fun, playful, and hardworking family committed to the growth of each other, our members, and our community. By becoming a part of the team, here are some of the perks you will get to look forward to. I just yawned. <laughs> I know. Competitive pay. Monthly cash incentives based off of performance. Option for individual medical, dental, vision insurance coverage at no cost to the employee. 401k enrollment after six months of employment where contributes 7% no matter what. Yes, you read that right. We do not require an employee 401k match. I, I do like that, by the way. Yeah, that's cool. Flexible working arrangements. Career development, certifications, webinars, in-house trainings, job shadowing these are all options we offer to support you in your career path opportunity to work with some of the leading technology in in the sector i almost said what sector it was sorry uh, i said uh, credit union so 
Yeah, um, we already know that, but yeah. Office putt-putt competitions, potlucks, meme sharing, mini basketball hoop challenges, bingo, really just tons of fun, right? So the initial email was... <laughs> that was the one email? Yeah, that was, I'm curious that was what one you email. think of this and then sent me the advert. <laughs> I'm curious what you think of, and then sent you the whole... Yep. That was one email. Yep. Oh, good so Lord. So I said, this was a quick response said i think it sounds like a lot of corporate lingo for a job post i'd want to dive deeper read glass door reviews and speak to some people who already work there and then i joked i was like are you interested (laughs) 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 i'd love to chat in person about it so the response and this was kind of where i want to go with this right and i think your take on this is going to be super similar to mine i just wanted to share this because it's fun yeah um the response i got was we've had two staff jump to this organization so I'm trying to understand the attraction and be open. So the person that emailed you this works for another yeah. credit union? For not a credit union, for a different organization. Okay. So, um, but lost them to whoever culture. this is. Yet the two who left were not the best employees. Yep. Let's chat soon in person about the ever-changing company cultures, right? Yeah. So I picked the phone up at this point. And I want to give my opinion on this, <laughs> and then I want to get yours. And I said, look, my take on this is that this is an old-fashioned financial institution that is trying to adopt the Google, Apple, Facebook model of, look, we've got beanbag chairs. We're fun, but they're not really addressing <laughs> the issues within their culture. And look, we got beanbag chairs. Yeah. We're fun. <laughs> so that's exactly uh, what I said. And I, I said, look, None of that, <laughs> none of, the only thing within that entire commercial that jumped out to me was a 7% 401k grant as opposed to a match. That's a wonderful yeah, contribution. Corporate. I mean, I've always said that every company should do that. I think that's a, so you'll match up to 5%, but only if I'm doing it. That seems like horseshit. Like, why don't you do 5%? And I get to choose if I do 5%. Um, talk about an incentive that's a good one the rest of it, it like I said it's just kind of like hey we're fun we do putt putt we do this and we're a family I mean that's a red flag for me for any job posting right first and foremost you're not a family you're where I come to work yeah I might get close with you I might care about what I do and the people that I do it with but we're not family that's a fucking huge red flag quit that shit um, I think it screams we're old fashioned we're trying to get modern um flexible working arrangements all of that um but yet they're in an industry where for the types of positions these people are applying for like how do you have a flexible teller like either you're there or you're yeah, not obviously there's, <laughs> yeah, there's no so, maybe like flexible hours that you work in terms of like you don't have to work eight to five you could we're open later early so let me tell you where this went this person reached out and basically said am i doing something wrong why are these people leaving and i said essentially you answered it yourself you said they're not the best of employees anyway yeah so they're probably going to be career career jumpers yeah for want of a better term i was going to say career job hunters um you know what i that's the kind of people they're going to attract and that's the kind of people they're going to retain because they're saying hey come and have fun come and sit on a beanbag chair that's what i was trying to like i mean you didn't really say anything about the type of work if you like to help people and be passionate and you know play mini putt-putt and like I get. I mean, you're targeting a type of person, but you're not talking about like the value of the work, yeah, necessarily that you're going to do or there's the benefits. No like, the, yeah, the, the, it was point, a lot of buzzwords. Buzzwords, yeah, right. 
Like, so they just took every like buzzword cliche thing that you'd put in there and like it's like they copy and pasted sentences from a bunch of postings that they saw where somebody used one and they just well, put them all in their the advertising. thing I said to, to the, the person that sent me this was it seems like they've reached out to a consultancy and the consultancy's gone overboard on on fluff. Well, a consultancy that obviously has never <laughs> done this must be their first listing. Yeah. Because I think anybody that reads that's going to be like, "Holy moly, that's a lot of that's so, a lot of quote unquote fun." So when um my my response to the question asked by the way on the phone when when she said um am I doing something wrong and why are these people leaving? I said, no, you're doing something right because you weeded, they weeded themselves out. Mm-hmm. The people that are with you and sticking with you like the culture and they're part of your culture that you've created. And these people who weren't model employees obviously didn't and they weeded themselves out. You saved yourself a bunch of hassle. And I don't know what the answer is to this question, but it would be interesting to know before answering her question of if she's doing something right or wrong is were they... Like, why did why were the people not successful? It's like, were the people there not successful because they were just in the wrong industry and it wasn't for them? Like, their passion just wasn't there? Or was it because they didn't have the resources provided by your firm? Uh, or people, maybe they had a micromanager and it wasn't working and they were like, man, all this person wants me to do is sit at my desk. I just want to go spend five minutes at the water cooler chatting with a colleague and have that ability to do that or go mini putt-putt, yeah. you know, or something. It's like... Why do, why, why do these people feel, like, why weren't they good? Well, I think there's there's a couple of things here, right? So I think I've told you before, I'm slow to hire and quick to fire. Huh. And I'm huge on spousal interviews. I'm huge on, as part of the interview process, asking less about professional situations and more about personal situations. I want to know what's going on. I want to know. And HR frowns on some of this stuff, I'm sure. But... I want to know what do you do on weekends? What do you do at night? Who are the three or four people you hang out with the most? Like, what are your habits outside of work? Like, what are you doing to achieve? Yeah, totally. HR's too good. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, That's but, like how people get sued for... <laughs> but there's there's ways to get to that information without just asking, what do you do for fun on weekends, right? It's, it can be... You know, are you hey, married? Do you hey, have children? You what do you what do, you do you this do? weekend? Did you, did you have fun? Did you go somewhere? Like, you know? Um, but whether someone's married or single doesn't play into whether to hire them but what they're doing within that realm dictates whether I hire or fire them right so I might have reservations about hiring someone that shares that they're married but they're never at home or they're doing things that might not be because all that's going to do down the line is potentially create an issue for me to deal with in the workspace that so where I'm going with this is, I think in the hiring process, I think people need to be better at talking through their culture and expectations while diving into what people's true character is. Um, and if that means two or three interviews as opposed to one, mm-hmm. then do it. If that means a spousal interview, if that means like, hey, before we hire you, we're going to invite you to this team event, come and meet the team, let's see how you interact. We'll call it... Um, Tyler Lafferty talked about it, the beer test. Yeah. Is that somebody that can fit in on our team? And I get it. depends on what you need, I would mm-hmm. say, from a hiring perspective, right? Yeah. Like, and how, because it, it is a hard market to hire in right now. Oh, absolutely. Terrible market to hire in. 
But is it better to have so, nobody or is it better to have a warm That's why I said it depends what you need. Because I've heard people be like, well, I, I need a warm body. Like, send me the warm yeah. body, you know. Like, I just need somebody who can freaking – I don't care what their attitude's like but then, as long as they move the widget, right? Yeah, but think so. about that. I mean, that happens. And then before you know it, you've got the person standing there at the counter of McDonald's that doesn't give a shit that sends the wrong order out and it creates more issues for you down the line, Yeah, right? that's obviously not the type of person that you need. That, that's no. not a warm body position. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're the fry cook and all you got to do is drop the fries in, you know, mm-hmm. then okay, well, that's a different story. You might just be a warm body. Yeah. But then to get to the fire quick piece, just to give a little more context on this, essentially I try and get people to fire themselves. And it's Saves not my goal, that way, yeah, too. but I lay out what my expectations are and I have regular conversations about the fact that whether they're hitting the, reg- the, the expectations are not hitting the expectations we're going to discuss it and we're going to discuss the reasons behind it and there's there's empathy i mean i had a guy recently that worked for me he's not with us anymore he moved on he was struggling um and he opened up about what was going on at home after we hired him Hmm. and it was a terrible situation so i mean it wasn't an excuse he was giving me there were valid reasons for him not being available at certain times of the day not being as productive but yeah, he's had distractions yeah and when you're in a commission only role that doesn't fly so well yeah yes and yes and no but like <laughs> i mean it's not going to make the amount of money maybe that you want to make yeah and that's always uh, front and center in my mind and again my industry is a little different the way i'm compensated is a little different my conscience has to be clear that someone isn't struggling because they're not doing what what they can do yeah so like i said quick to hire or sorry slow to hire <laughs> quick to fire um and it's okay when somebody fires himself it's okay when people move on when people move on and they're a bad fit dude i tell employers too it's like when we're talking about it with 401k and we're talking about the employers it's like you don't want to keep people around that are toxic to the environment they're there just for a paycheck right it's like mm-hmm. you want a motivated and uh motivated team i won't call them a family motivated team <laughs> of people that like wants to be there and is passionate about what they do so when i'm talking about this gal wondering if she's doing anything right it's like well i don't know if you're doing anything right or you're doing anything wrong because it's like why were the people not producing at a, at a level and why did they leave I, did it have something to do that you could learn from about how to be a better leader and maybe Friday, I mean maybe all you have is white walls all over your office and people come in and they sit at a 1980s desk and they have a crappy 90s monitor and they just don't feel any love <laughs> and they don't feel any like this is a place they want to come and be proud of and be a part of and what I think that's what those guys at the credit union are trying to say is like hey we have outlets and you're having a rough you know you had a rough meeting and you want to go in mini putt putt like and remove your mind to get back like and you know what i'm i'm for that like we've done that here at 10 capital like we have a mini putt putt we have shuffleboard you know we have the couches you can go grab a we got like the sparkling water sitting here there's peanuts if you need to remove yourself from your current environment which white might be stressful and reset i'd rather people do that than sit at their desk all day Mm -hmm. and never reset Right, because then they get, then they're just in a negative headspace the rest of the day. That's not productive. Go take 15 minutes, reset, come back and be productive. Right, mm-hmm. and if you need to work 45 minutes and then go reset again because it's just a terrible day. I would also point out that some people don't want 
to put the work in to career development. They, they feel entitled. They're going to show up, get paid, do very little work or poor work. Um, you know, the standard of their work isn't as good as it can be. And what they're going to do is basically be a leech. Yeah. And then they're going to move on to the next thing. And you just have to be prepared that even if they're a nice person per se, yeah, if they're not performing, they're better off away from you. And well, your team and, and then your your responsibility and that's why I asked you know what like I said what was it are they empowering with the, and sometimes people just aren't passionate about it right like see students all of a sudden become kick ass a producers at a firm because it's something they're passionate about mm-hmm. right later on in life so it might just be this person isn't passionate about it I mean I've had employers before in the past that tell me they're like you know what every time an employee quit we were so worried about trying to replace them or trying to do it and then or we had to fire somebody but but then come to find out like it was the best thing like because it was time yeah. and sometimes it's just time to move on and it, that takes somebody quitting or you know it takes uh firing them i've always wondered about that that scenario because i've been close to hiring people and then they'll come back and say hey they offered me x y and z so i'm going to stay and it's like well we had a conversation last week and you yeah. were done and by the way, you were done because it wasn't about money, but yeah. it was about culture. It was culture. Yeah. But you just got offered 15, 20 grand a year more. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the culture doesn't matter. Like, I'm yeah. glad I'm not hiring you now. Like, clearly, you're not the person for this gig. Yeah. Because culture's first. It should always be first, right? Culture and what you're doing should always come first. So, yeah. I mean, I've had those conversations. Actually, I'll tell you who with off air. Yeah. Um, to where literally I was about to hire him. And went a different direction. Well, no, this was kind of fun. It was different. Maybe I'll come on every once in a while. And we can talk about. I'll these. save some yeah. of these questions. And I know you get questions about advice. Yeah. As long as we scrub them and you get the okay from people, I think it could be fun to. Yeah. No. Yeah. Certainly. To do this kind of thing because this this podcast. I'd have to pay more attention to <laughs> to, yeah. to what I'm actually because usually it's like I just tell people like come into the office. I'll sit down with you and we can chat about it. Yeah. Like, but then maybe just take notes on that and yeah, but. I think, and obviously, again, scrub, and we'll keep everything anonymous, but yeah. I've got a lot of these emails where sometimes they're emails, sometimes they're text messages. This podcast's done that, where people mm-hmm. hear us talking about things and they'll reach out yeah. asking for advice based on what they heard us talking about. Oh, it's been fun. Yeah. All right. Well. How are you going to sign off, Benny Boo? Sign off. Signing off. Steven would like you <laughs> to rate, review, and record. <laughs> or no, rate, review, and record. He could use some recording friends, I'm sure. Some good interviews. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, if, if you got a good interview, and now he's going to do more controversial stuff since I'm not on here. So it doesn't even have to be somebody who, you know, <laughs> toes the line. It could be some cuckoo for Cocoa Pops person. He's going to be going all types of crazy up in here. But, no, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. You know, like I said, doesn't necessarily mean I won't ever come back on here. Or, you know, we won't have some fun every once in a while. Steven and I are friends. We're still going to do lunch. Have golf. Do some golfing. We hang have out. match coming up. Bop really is excited about that match. He is still upset that nobody commented on the flyer he created from a while ago. For the record, 58 and 58 is 116, and I have never scored that high. Yeah, you did. You scored 117 at Indian Canyon last time we played together there. Not true. Yes, you did. Not true. It is 100% true. It's not true. Do you want to ask Patrick and Travis when we get off this call? I'm trying to remember. Is that when my back went out on, like, the ninth? I don't remember, but you scored 117. I don't remember it. <laughs> you blocked it from your mind. If that because we scored, that we scored the same score uh, that day. 
right? Well, I haven't shot. Wait, when? I haven't played with you for a long ass time. It was this summer, early in the summer. Did you really block this whole thing from your mind? I think you're full of shit. I think yeah. this is my coping mechanism, maybe. Um, <laughs> had, uh, so but I've also you, shot like an 88 this year. Yeah, so. which is great. And I've never done that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shot a 98, I think, or yeah. 99. So. But. Cool. Well, everybody, thank you. It's been fun. I'm around. You can follow me on Instagram or shoot me a email if you want. You'd actually have to post on Instagram for people to follow you. No, I don't. They can still message me if they got a question <laughs> or something. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ben. This has been definitely fun, and I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Plus, I'm intrigued to see if you're going to take up the up other media opportunity that I threw at you. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll it. see. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, okay. All but, right. Until the next time. Be good to yourselves. You're not going to finish it? And to each other? I was going to let you sign off. Boom. The final boom. <laughs>